What has been one of your favorite meet and greet experiences? Oh my gosh. Well, there's like the ones you pay for meet and greets. Yeah. And then there's the ones that we kind of know where they're going to be after the show. There's no real formal meet and greet, but then we kind of just do, 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 do. Just oh. happen to be in the same area. Yeah. Oh, well, hey. Out. Pleasant seeing you. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You hang out by the stage door too. Oh yeah, weird, weird. odd um, stuff like that. Uh, who have I met? Like uh, one you, of, one of your favorite experiences. Oh my gosh! Well, she, there's so many. Like uh, Dane Cook was great. I was like super nervous on that one. Yeah, tell that story. Uh, Dane Cook was like. Uh, uh, one of my favorite comedians that I grew up with, um, you know, it was around, I was, he was big about the time I was 15, 16. So he was on my radar. Whether or not, he's not everyone's favorite, don't get me wrong there, but uh, um, I watched everything he was in. I had all of his albums that came mm-hmm. out. Uh, you name it. Like, I was, like, into him, and it was really, he was just unique and funny to me. And I've seen him twice in real life, and once was in Minneapolis in 07, and then 2010 in Des Moines, uh, and then uh, comes around to Ames uh, last fall, so we were talking 2019, mm-hmm. and that's where, uh, out of nowhere, I just started getting online, I'm like, I'm buying a fucking ticket, like, I don't care, mm-hmm. and I found, for some weird reason, like, he, I don't know, he must have had, like, seven months worth of like hey i'm gonna do a show in ames seven months from now tickets are on sale so they planned those things way out yeah yeah there's uh, yeah it was fucking wasn't it like december yeah or january that we got those tickets for like september tickets or something yeah. for a show it, no it was it was 100 percent october yeah it was a long wait <laughs> it was a long wait so we get lucky and i found two Front row center tickets. Yeah. Holy shit. Comes with the meet and greet package. I'm like, what? Doing that. Mm -hmm. Here we go. So we get to the day of, and uh, I'm like, this is cool. Like, it's just so neat when you pay a little extra, you get treated a little bit. You know, there's no rush. You know you're going to have a good seat. They kind of treat you with, like, early arrival, and then there's not so many people. You can get your beer, what have you. And... uh, yeah, it's just kind of neat. What um, was that? What was that experience like for you getting to meet him? Well, uh, you were with me, and uh, it was a different experience. I get excited, and uh, you got pretty nervous. I got yeah. I and, usually, but that's that. Uh, the, I I get that because you, it's somebody that you looked up to for yeah. a long time and it's kind of like uh and he's been in movies it's, it's and, kind of surreal yeah to get to to meet somebody that you've known of and admired for some time and mm-hmm. that uh, this uh, i i am not going into this story but uh the first time that i ever met anybody really famous was weird al and yeah. and he was such a big part of my childhood and i remember how i felt when that happened mm-hmm. And uh, I granted I was younger at the time and, you know, meeting people, uh, celebrities or people that you admire later in life. And once you've gone through some meet and greet, you know, type scenarios, whether it's uh, something that you paid for or if it's kind of you end up in the same same place for one reason or another. It can be less intimidating, but there can still be somebody out there. Like if if I was to ever meet Jerry Seinfeld or something like that, it would just be so surreal. And, and you're so not wanting to look like an idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that you almost end up looking like more of an idiot. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> uh, you, you, lose, know. you lose, you can lose all chill. And yes. and that's the one thing that you don't want to do. So yeah, when yeah. when you what were you feeling when well, you went up to uh, Dan Cook? I was excited. Um, most meet and greets I've been to, what really helps is that they're in the same room, uh, and then you're just kind of in a big line. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think in the past, like that kind of helps with the nerves. Okay, they're there. I got over it. Cool. I know we're 15 people behind. Yeah. All right. 
I'll kind of enjoy the moment of just kind of seeing them interact and just kind of, okay, all right. Uh, This one was set up so differently for Dane was that he was in the green room and they had everyone lined up back behind and then it was like one at a time. And it was kind of around a corner so you couldn't really see him. Yeah, so that was kind of, uh, you know, and also I know ahead of time you only have so much time. So I'm thinking, I don't want to fangirl out on stuff he's already heard a thousand times. I want to ask like specific questions and give him something that's like, you know, I want to take something from him that's unique, and I want to maybe give him something he hasn't heard, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm trying to think through that. I'm like, okay, I think I got that. Okay, good, good, good. And then... Like, Dane, I, uh, I murdered a guy last night. Uh, surprise! <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> He'd be like, that's a new one. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I was completely satisfied. He's totally cool. But, like, leading right up to it, there's, like, maybe, I don't know, 15 feet where yeah. the, the security guard, no, you guys are next. Two? Okay, yeah, no, you guys are next. Go ahead. You're in. Mm-hmm. And there's 15 feet. There's these double doors. And then I'm, like, 15 feet away, I'm going to see one of my, like, idols of okay here Mm -hmm. we go and uh walked in and he's like oh hey man yeah i'm dane how are you doing are you the next one i'm like yeah uh, hi i'm i'm joe and it's my buddy lance and oh yeah hey guys yeah good to see you and he's like nine feet tall and all (laughs) fucking muscle and i'm like oh my god and just like he was just took the time to really he he knew we were fans of course and uh he was just the nicest guy and uh got our photos of course with him and uh yeah, it was just kind of fun. Um, so, I mean, I love uh, C.Y. Stevens, and I understand they went through, like, a uh, uh, renovation after, like, Dane's show, after a yeah. couple after. Uh, so we were actually... They changed it in, up a bit. Yeah, we were actually in the old green... I guess it's it's still the green room, but it's, like, revamped and yep. not so aged. So I'd like to maybe see it someday or something. Um, but I also saw another comedian there. Yeah, I also saw another comedian there uh joe coy and uh i paid for a meet and greet ticket because no one knows this guy in Mm -hmm. ames iowa and uh tickets were when they came out were 160 bucks for a front row seat and then uh, or wait 120 that's right and bad day of i'm thinking ah maybe last minute i'll look and they cut all the prices in half so wow yeah because no one really knows he's filipino he's not too big in the Mm -hmm. midwest so a front row ticket all of a sudden became 60 bucks. And so I'm like, mm, okay. So I was all the way off to the corner. And then I go up to the merch table. And then they're like, no, we're we're still selling meet and greet tickets. I'm like, how much? 60 bucks. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> I paid 60 bucks and I got the lanyard and got front yeah. row. And I'm like, okay. And then um, they said, anyone with a lanyard, we want you to stay here. We'll wait for the meet and greet. And then they took us backstage. So we actually got to go up on stage go in the back area where you see all the flies all the you know all the ropes so that was really cool and then I got to we got to go all the way to the back 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 in and uh, he had like a lights up and everything and he just took nice. his time signing autographs and stuff and he took your phone and took like a thousand photos with your phone and hey let's do one like this let's do one like this and oh yeah do- I remember seeing those yeah. those were cool and then uh, and he's like well thanks so much man yeah I really appreciate it and then you went out the uh, so you went out the uh, uh, stage, uh, what do you call it? The uh, uh, loading door? dock. Loading door. dock. Yeah, okay. so stage door. Yeah. And that was really cool because then you opened it up and you felt like a rock star because you just met someone and then there's people congregating who didn't have a meet and greet ticket but mm-hmm. were just waiting. And <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. Those meet and greets are pretty cool and stuff and I've had plenty of those and you've yeah. had a ton too, but... Yeah, yeah. Was, I really I was while you were talking, I was thinking to myself. I feel like if I was to try to think of every time that I've seen a celebrity or somebody in person, I'm not sure that I in one sitting I could think of everybody because I feel like there'd be somebody that I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. And going going way back when, yeah, the first the first one that I ever met was uh, was Weird Al. He was such a big part of my of my life. Yeah, <laughs> as right? a kid, like, I went. You know, I had some rough times where I didn't really have have a lot of friends, and so I kind of immersed myself in in music, and and then I I got into Weird Al's music, and it was just. Um, 
I don't know, you know, super, super nerdy at the time. Weird Al didn't used to be cool. Uh, but <laughs> you know, every, no, people, people in he school cheers you up, though. when yeah. right, but but people in school when I was growing up, if you were a Weird Al fan, you were not cool. <laughs> now, as as an adult, he's cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes him, but it didn't it didn't used to be that way. Mm-hmm. So you would almost need to be like a uh, a closeted Weird Al fan. And, uh, and, you know, you wouldn't really talk to people about what you were into. You would say something else that was hip in the, in the music scene or whatever. But, um, so you felt kind of almost like part of a club, uh, if you met somebody else that was also a Weird Al fan. And, um, but yeah, so after high school, I guess I'll tell this story after high school, I went and immediately well i so i was going to i was gonna go and live with my aunt and uncle after i graduated no matter what uh and so i knew this kind of mid high school and they happened to live in huntington beach california so i was very excited i think it was my junior year or something like that they decided they were going to move to omaha (laughs) Damn it. So, oh my god. So uh downgrade. But um so we went to and I maybe it wasn't junior. I can't I can't remember this shit. Uh but anyway, <laughs> they they moved to they moved to Omaha and so I go out there. They they had a really nice house out there. Um the the ending to the story of me being out there and my relationship with them isn't it didn't turn out the best, but that's a whole other story. So anyway, I'm out there and one day I call into a radio station because I used to do that uh, back in back in school. And I talked to the DJ there. He says, I'm going to try to get to the to the, the point of the story as quickly as I can. But sometimes it's hard for me to do that when I talk because I, that's how I talk. <laughs> so um, so I call in. This guy's like, hey, what are you doing today? And I'm like, well, I'm going out looking for a job, but I'd like to hear the song. And uh, he's like, oh, what kind of job you want? And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like to work in radio. I did a job shadowing, you know, in, in high school for a radio station. He was like, ah, come on in. All right. <laughs> so, so I drove to this fucking radio station. It was Sweet 98 KQKQ FM in, uh, in Omaha. This station you're hearing everywhere. Everywhere. KQKQ FM Council Bluffs Omaha. Home of the Sweet 98 Minute Music Suite. Sweet 98. And they played a lot of top 40 music. So I went in and long story short, I got the job as head of the promotions department. I still had somebody that was in charge of me that was running the promotions, but I was the next one under them. And I remember her name was Jen Heck. And and she was like, after the end of the end of the interview, she told me that I answered all of the questions like exactly the way that she wanted to hear it. Okay. And so she put me in charge of a bunch of other people that had been there a lot longer and wanted my job. Duh. And so I had Shit. some uh, I had some ground to make up. But mm-hmm. one of the first gigs that I had there that we we would have these meetings and they would say, hey, would anybody like to work this event? Would anybody like to work this event? And the first event that was asked of me was, um, would anybody like to go and do this Boy Scouts of America concert and Weird Al's going to be there? And so my hand shot up and I'm like, I'm on it. I'm doing it. Uh. And uh, so I I went and I did this. The the concert itself was, um, they had a... Britney Spears impersonator mm-hmm. and and there was another impersonator there too I forget I can't remember I it might have been one of the boy bands and I maybe it was I I feel like it was Backstreet Boys that it was a Backstreet Boys impersonation uh band but then Weird Al was the headliner like, so yeah it was like this big open open field uh and just tons of the Boy Scouts of America all ages and Man. you know Weird Al was like a perfect concert for them because he's so family friendly and um so i believe it was before the show i ended up being back in a backstage area and there was a meet and greet set up 
but I was not a part of it. It was it was for the Boy Scouts. And then so there was a there was a line there. The line had died down and then there was really nobody left. And and this was kind of my first time really trying to get away <laughs> with something like this. But um, the person that was there with me um, had gone away to do something else. So I ended up I just kind of put myself in this line which didn't really exist anymore, but I knew that Al was in this in this tent. And so I, I just went in and I remember being I was so nervous. I I was probably the closest that I've ever been to passing out. I I it was almost kind of like a blackout feeling. I didn't I didn't know what was happening after the fact. I I, I was like, what just happened? And I I was shaking and um, I, I didn't have a digital camera. Oh, at yeah. the time, because this was pre-digital camera. Yeah. So uh, I went in and I had a Running With Scissors album cover, CD cover. Yeah. And and then a um, a live DVD. And so I didn't know which one I was going to have signed, but he he grabbed the, the um, Running With Scissors cover. Yeah. And he signed it for me. And I have no idea what he said to me, but he was really nice. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah. And then we we took a picture. There was somebody in there that took my camera, took the picture. And I said thank you and just went crazy. I, I left the tent and the rest of the night was just amazing. <sighs> And so the very next day, I I am I wake up immediately. I go to a one hour photo. I take in a roll of film that has just pictures from the concert on yeah. it, and, and the and the photo of the two of us. And then I get the photo back. And since there was no internet, I had no idea what to do to it to expect. But and you also have that panic of like, oh my god, I hope this came out. No, oh, I definitely like, had that panic. Like, and the, <sighs> the people at the one hour photo place thought I was fucking crazy, I'm sure. <laughs> because I wouldn't leave and I'm just like over their shoulder waiting for them to <laughs> get this picture to me. And uh and I get it back and Al does occasionally do a thing where he will kind of look at you funny without you knowing it yeah. in the photo and he Dude, did man. that and i had no idea and that ah. he had done it and it it's been one of my favorite photos for a for a long long time yeah. that's a joke that and, pays off in those days yeah instead of the digital camera like, ah. exactly <laughs> it takes a whole <laughs> exactly and then so fast forward years later uh um and i had i've met al a few times uh, over the years mm-hmm. and then so we went to a show me and my wife and you and your brother and uh and so i i got to talk to al about that concert and he remembered cool. it out yeah. of out of all of the and he was like yeah 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 i was for this thing and like, with all the boy scouts and that's where we were and and uh it was it was just kind of yeah. surreal so i showed him the the picture that we had together and and um Mostly because he looks almost the same and I look Way nothing <laughs> like I used to. Uh, and um, and he uh, he was on board with us basically taking the same photo with him looking at me the same way. So yeah. uh, it was that kind was pretty of a, fun. A fun. You were ahead of me moment. and watching that was pretty cool. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, there's my buddy just having a conversation with Weird Al. And like, this is kind of neat. And I'm like, is he going to? Oh, he's going to do it. <gasps> And so that was kind of the cool part of, oh, wait, hold on. He's double checking the photo. Oh, wait, no, I'm kind of more like this. Okay, yeah, no, we can kind of, okay. And I was like, this is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. 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 That one was fun. (laughs) He signed an album cover for me. Yeah, you got in 3D. And then I asked him, like, in 3D, he's got the Coke bottle glasses on. So I had to ask him a question that, of course, he hasn't heard a thousand times. And uh, my question was like, hey, uh... How's your laser eyes doing these days? And he kind of laughed a little bit. I'm like, well, I wanted to ask you something. He got LASIK a long time ago. 1999 was the same year that my dad got his. And it's like fucking 21 years later, and I'm still nervous about it. Yeah. So I asked him about that. And then I'm like, well, I just want to ask you something you haven't been asked a thousand times. So he kind of laughs at that. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, you know, uh, they're still holding up fine. I mean, the only time I wear glasses is if I'm driving at night or something. And that's really Mm -hmm. about it. But they're holding up pretty well. And you're like, oh, my God, you drive at night? Like, what? I thought you had drivers (laughs) for that. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. um, 
but yeah, we I've seen him four times, met him twice. You've yeah. seen him like seven hundred times, countless times. And uh, I just, met him. I feel like as a fan of his, I owe it to him and myself. If he's around, I will go and yeah. see. I got see one his more show. like I got one more thing. I have to have him sign. If we see him again, if he comes around close, your arm and get a tattoo. Mm, close. Uh, <laughs> uh, my sister in law was like uh, cleaning up some family member, or, uh, or or what was it? I think it was her parents' house, or her mom was just organizing and shit. Okay. And there's a Sam Goody bag of like a Christmas Sam Goody bag that he posed glossy and it's got Weird Al on it with the accordion wow. and like a list of like, oh, here's Weird Al's Christmas list or, you know, it's all funny. Is it a blue bag? It's a white one. I have it in the other room. But, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's my thing is if we find another Weird Al concert down the road and pay for meet and greet. Yeah, um, that's cool. So yeah, I want that signed if if that ever happens again. But uh, yeah, my... Uh, was it my cousin's husband probably in you know early 40s or somewhere around there every time i like he's a huge like uh, when we used to do bigger family christmases i got you know straight out of linwood when Mm -hmm. i was like early college late high school whenever that came out i think that had white nerdy on it so i would have been in high school or something um and he was like oh man like dude i I remember Weird Al back in 85 and like I love Rocky Road and he's just into Weird Al. Mm-hmm. So like every time we see Weird Al or like photo or whatever, he's just like, you know, my cousin will say like, Dale's super jealous that you got to see him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you can come. Like you have money too. Like, <laughs> Dude knows how to put on a good show. Did uh, you see the thing he did for uh, Jimmy? Jimmy Fallon? Uh, one more minute with yep. you. I didn't see it yet. I saw that he it's did good. it. I didn't actually hit play yet. But yeah, I need to see that. And he didn't have obviously with everybody being quarantined, he didn't have a um he didn't have his band or a backing track, so he like made it on the spot. So he <laughs> used his own voice and in in his software and oh. so made that the the backing track for himself. Oh nice. It was pretty yeah. Great. That's funny. He does that on his albums, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, man. Weird Al. What would you do? Oh my gosh! Yeah, nicest guy in the world. I was like, uh, I agree. Last time we saw him was uh, Minnesota State Fair. Uh, windy as fuck. This last that was no all strings attached. All strings attached. Yeah, yeah. like with the orchestra, which was cool, but I think it maybe would have had a better impact if it was an indoor venue. You know, maybe with yeah. the acoustics or something. But uh, I mean, it was still pretty neat. It was great. And uh, yeah, and then you got to see some songs he hadn't done in a while. And uh, and that particular performance, because it was the Minnesota State Fair, they have fireworks that go off. <laughs> and so somebody must have thought that because Al, the end of his shows, it there's a certain time where it feels like it could be done. And I think that uh, somebody had told the people doing the fireworks that it was done. So then during the last song, the fireworks were going off. Which made sense. (laughs) It strangely worked. And uh, I mean, come on. If you know, I don't know. Like, you know, if you haven't seen Star Wars, Mm -hmm. the show's not over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so he did uh, American Pie parody or uh, what's that one actually called in his parody one? Uh, oh, Saga Begins. Saga Begins. Yeah. And then right after that, it goes right into Yoda. And this is like towards the very end of Yoda that it's really building and going. And then the fireworks start going, poof, poof, Yoda, <laughs> yo, 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 Yoda. It was like, great. oh, it just added to it. It was just like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But uh, then he did the, of course, he can't get away with not doing the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. It's perfect. And uh, it was, that's a funny song. I haven't really heard it for a while. His, and it's like nine minutes long. <laughs> hearing him live, his voice, it it like hasn't changed Mm-mm, at He can all. still hit high. It's kind so, of it, it, sound, it sounded exactly like it did on the album that came out however many years ago. Yeah. It's, uh, I, that was really cool. And I think that everybody was expecting that because <laughs> they, they it, it had been... Um, I'm not sure if he had said it or how it all went down, but it was made, it was made apparent online that he was doing a unique song every place that he went. Yeah. So something different for that particular show to kind of make 
that that um, part of the tour feel special. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, that was it. Like yes, <laughs> biggest ball, ball of twine. twine. <laughs> yes, and they have photos. And one of my favorites is Jurassic Park, and uh, it's yeah with the orchestra. Just yeah, he did out. that too. <sighs> yeah, Jurassic Park is frightening, and <laughs> it's so funny. But like, it just brought a whole other level to it. Like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the first time that I saw him in concert might have been 98 or 99 mm-hmm. in Ames. And yeah, I have no idea. That's my first m- time. Oh, that's right. We discussed that, that yeah. we might have been at the same show, yeah. but we didn't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know how many times I've seen that guy now. Yeah. Uh, Ames, Des Moines, uh, Kansas City, uh, Minnesota. I saw him once in Iowa City. Uh, yeah, uh, God. Well, and then Omaha outside of Omaha, that one as well. And I believe that show in Omaha, if I'm remembering the right show that there was one, one night and then one, either the next night or two after that inside Omaha. And so I didn't have tickets to the other one, but after I did the meet and greet thing, then I went to the next show mm-hmm. as well to watch the same thing on a stage uh, indoors. Oh, yeah. Uh, and obviously it was the same show, but uh, totally worth it. Yeah, you're there. Like, yep. who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw him last night. Fuck you. <laughs> I came here from California. Damn, no, you know. <laughs> How dare oh, you, sir? Man. I said good day. Mine was uh, C.Y. Stevens. I was probably in fifth grade. And uh, I was just getting into Weird Al because my older brother was kind of in the neighbor kid across the street was kind of older than my brother. And, oh, yeah. no, this guy's funny. And, we, oh, okay. And, and uh, you know, he had the Weird Al show at that time. So I remember yeah. seeing him on, like, ABC or whatever. Uh, so I was really into Classic that. Classic theme song. Yeah. And it. it was that time where, like, my parents didn't really eh, It's just that guy. Now they have, like, a better appreciation for Weird Al, I think, because of us. And... Uh, so mom and dad like surprised us with tickets to Weird Al. We're going to, it's like the first big thing we've really been to was Weird Al and Bill Cosby around that same year. It was like, holy shit. Both very like, respectable still. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we got to go see Weird Al. For the, I think that was maybe my first time in. Who CY was Stevens. the Who was the bigger fan at first? Was it your brother because he was older, and then you kind of hopped on, or was it the same time? I, I think it was my brother because he actually kind of got the jokes, and you know, nice. you know, he, we're three and a half years apart, so I was in fifth grade, he was yeah. in eighth grade, you know, and he was kind of explaining, oh, this is what he really meant. Oh, okay, you know, I mean, I got what was on the surface as like family, but then when you're an adult, you're like, oh, good. Good wordsmithing there, buddy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it was kind of a mixed, kind of a shared thing that we would just listen to albums and play PlayStation, pool, whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, then that was a big deal because that was a concert my parents didn't go to. They were just, I'll drop you off. We'll see yeah. you at 9 or whenever the hell it ends and go from there. And, uh, yeah, so mine was Ames, Des Moines, when I saw you and Lars there. Yeah, um, that's right. And you went around to the a bus. a big time gap. Yeah, it it was. And then uh, I told him at the bus, like, this is my brother. Uh, We've been following you since, uh, you know, our first concert was in Ames, Iowa in 2099. He's like, oh, wow. And and, uh, so we thought we'd come together again and see you again, like 15, I don't know how many years ago it was. But uh, he's like, thanks for keeping in touch. Yeah, It makes me so, like, I have nothing personally invested, (laughs) obviously, in his success. But it makes me so happy that he's as successful as he is. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and it's it's like this strange feel, you know, it's 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 oddly satisfying to me. Um I and I mean, I guess I do get something out of it because he continues to work and continues to make music and <laughs> so I get I get all of this new entertainment from him and and uh you know, as time goes on, I can share it with other friends and share it now with my family and my mm-hmm. kids. And that's really cool, but I'm just so happy that he's still doing things. Yeah. When the when the last album, uh, full album came out, and he was releasing, it was like 12 days of music yes. videos or something like that. I I forget. And uh, especially watching uh, Tacky for the first time, uh-huh. and and going from 
being a kid and and not really being able to share it with anybody. Yeah. Um, except for maybe a, a friend here or there because nobody else knew who he was or got it or whatever to now it was like all over the internet and mm-hmm. everybody was so excited to see this new Weird Al thing and now there's all of these celebrities involved that that he's friends with now and um, I, that was really cool. Yeah, I, that I was exciting because I was sending it to my mom, I was sending it to friends I would go home and be like, "Mom, mom, the new uh, we got to watch the new Weird Al one," you know. And I sent like uh, Tammy, it's our uh, high school teacher, language arts teacher. Word yeah. crimes came out, and and so <laughs> I sent it to her. Oh, I love that and song she's so like, much! Oh my god! And she would play that first day of school on the projector while kids were coming Everybody in. Shut up. Word crime! And hey, she's hey. like, "I just love that so much. It just breaks down grammar." And oh my god! And yeah, so like it was just kind of fun in different ways. And mom's like, "Oh, what's this next one?" And like, "Oh, this one's called Tacky, and it's a one-shot camera thing." And they did it here. It's like, "Oh my god!" And uh, that was exciting. That was his last album, and yeah. then it got people talking. And one day, one video, and just kept going. Then he won a Grammy for it kind of towards the end of it, it was like yeah. oh my for comedy album or whatever but yep yeah and then uh shoot About time going back like i do remember 99 2000 cy stevens okay i wish i ah I, I don't know i was too young to give a shit i guess but he had weird al had a uh, uh comedian open for him uh yeah but i don't know the name of that person and that's what i'm like mm. ah but i know one of the jokes because my brother had to kind of feed me what you remember it yeah the joke was like something about like uh god why is my mind like still latch on to that you know (laughs) um it was something about becoming a nun or become you know you have to have you have a nun name it's like well if i ever you know join it was a female comic i don't know her name uh it's like well if i were ever to go into the you know nunnery what do you call it i don't know <laughs> the nunnery. what do you call it sisterhood it like a, the nunnery a factory <laughs> <laughs> sisterhood i don't know yeah um i i guess my first name would be mary which most nuns they pick the name mary as okay. their first name uh and my last name would be Jane. <laughs> Sister Mary Jane. And then my brother like leaned over and said, well, that's actually a term for marijuana. Mary Jane is like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. So I just remembered that was the one joke that like stuck with me. Remember uh, back when we used to learn things for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> like what Mary Jane was. Oh. And then Those fast, were the days. Fast forward to the one uh, where it was no strings attached, real simple. That's the one you... Me, my brother, your wife, uh, all went to, and uh, Emo Phillips came yeah, out. Yeah, that and, was great. And I was excited about, like, fuck, that's Emo Phillips. I was really glad that he joined him yeah. for that tour. And about six months after that, he was at the Funny Bone, where I'm like, ah, oh, nice. didn't make it out there, but the idea that he came back to Des Moines. He's hilarious. He knows it's a thing, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. loved him in uh, in UHF. Yeah, Call me no. Mr. Butterfingers. <laughs> he got that out of the way. Can you like, okay, let's just do it. Oh. <laughs> and he had like, uh, he would tell a joke and then whip something out of his pocket. It was like a banana and put it on the stool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Nobody, uh, anybody listening that they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this he, is, he had this like, you could clearly podcast. see he's got like 10 pounds of shit in his pockets. <laughs> And then uh, just over the course of his set, yeah, just keeps taking more and more stuff. He took out, out a bottle of water and just set it down. <laughs> just like what? <laughs> just like okay. And then uh, someone it's like, I'm gonna fantastic. read some. Uh, what was it? I'm gonna read some fan mail, and I don't really get to that. But here's one from someone saying, "Oh, what was it? It was like name three things that make you laugh." Ah, oh, shit. Uh, da, 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 da. Joe's trying to access his memory. Yeah, it was like so uh, close. Maybe this uh, setup. Oh, will... three things that make you smile. Excellent, or something like that. And Excellent. It was like, ba bump, bump bump, and my sister's third nipple, or something like that. Where it was just like <laughs> totally to work. Or like, what the fuck? And like, <laughs> it was just so much fun. Like the the best possible opener that you could get. Yeah for a weird al show and then even weird al had like his typical antics where uh 
he had the tambourine, but he didn't actually play the tambourine. Remember that? Or mm-hmm. he would just set it down, or he'd act like he was about ready to, and then like not fucking play it. <laughs> when was when was the last time you watched UHF? I uh, long time, long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah, I um, I had it on VHS, and um, I just loved that movie so very much, and actually. Years later, it would have been 2009, like maybe late 2009 or early 2010, I got to meet Victoria Jackson. Yeah, that's right. And that was really cool. And at her at her table, because um, it was at a um, it was at a convention. Um, I've referenced it before, but it, there was a lot of Back to the Future people there. And she just so happened to be there as well. It was in Burbank. And um, one of her pictures was her. At, uh, in UHF ah, as nice. well, and and obviously I knew her from SNL. Yeah, but th- th- I just really enjoyed her role in that as well. What was it? Uh, Terry was uh, that her name sh- yeah. in UHF? Yeah, I remember. I think her. <laughs> she would have been cool. I just remember Al on the answering machine mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to get her to uh, to take him back. Our media person's doing some work right now. Joe's, are you looking up UHF? UHF, 1989. It's got to be Terry. It's got to be. July 21st. Okay. Keep That's going. my mom's birthday. Keep going. So I was a whole two months old. I'm worried about the name. When this came out. Two uh, months I'm, old? Yeah. I was wow. two months old. Such a baby. When UHF came out. Such a baby. Terry Campbell. Terry, I was right. Yeah. Hi, this is Terry. I'm not home right now, so leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Terry! I'm sorry! Come on, give me one more chance, please! Come on, Terry! Terry! Oh! Oh! I'm in hell! I'm in hell! Terry! Nailed it. I wonder where they got... Okay, Weird Al's character was George Newman. Yeah. Like, who the fuck wrote this script that they're like, yeah. This is it. <laughs> Just a very, very basic name. Michael Richards was Stanley yeah. Spadowski. Yeah. My God. Uh, I'm just going to watch Joe browse his iPad now. Yeah, this was... Uh, <laughs> it, what did it gross? Uh, filming location goofs. Irrelevant. No. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because it's a classic. Why would they pepper in Victoria oh, Jackson with Back to the Future people? One of... Uh, it wasn't meant... I or think was it, it like, I think it was a convention where it started off as something else, and then they started being able to get people from Back to the Future... And so they must have just branched out to see as much as they could get. Ah, uh, and then and, they but there, yeah, but there was a whole like side room with just Back to the Future people and people that were even loosely associated with it. So there was there was the the main characters like Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, James Tolkien, and then you got into some of the. The other characters, like uh, the the Marty's brother and Clock Tower Lady, mm-hmm. and and even there, there was the the dude that ran BackToTheFuture.com or what oh, used to sure. be BTTF.com. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, and and yeah, and other celebrities that ha- had a very small role in it, and then it kind of branched off to other TV shows, and then there was a whole other room, and Carol. Um, Baskins. Carol, right? <laughs> Fucking Carol Baskins. Uh, Carol, Carol Spinney was there. Uh, Mitch Pelegi, um, and uh, Victoria Jackson. Who else was there? I think one of the animators from The Simpsons was there, and uh, or I don't know. I'm starting to forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been too long. But those are the those are the main players that were there. So, but they ended up putting all of the Back to the Future people over in one area. There was one concert in particular of Weird Al's that I went to in Des Moines that they had an original, and I don't know if he brought it or how it ended up there. But there was a an original UHF poster ah, there. Okay, and I didn't have enough money to get it. Damn but it. damn it, I really wanted it. How much? It, what was it, the price it, tag on that? It had to have been at least a hundred bucks, oh, or yeah. something like that. But it was it was an original mm-hmm. theatrical poster. It, it was enough that I couldn't get it, and I didn't have a lot of a lot of money at the time. Mm-hmm. 
um, I hadn't gotten my latest stimulus right. <laughs> check mm. from the government. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but I wanted it so bad. It would have been so cool yeah. to get. I, I should see if there's anything like that on, on eBay nowadays. Mm. You know, one would think with all of this Corona stuff going on that prices of, of things like that would be going down, but no. I've been I've been on eBay. I I look up like old because I I like to collect uh, cassette tapes and and vinyl and things like that. There was a a Huey Lewis poster that I was looking at. And then I'd love to uh, like if I was to look up that the Weird Al poster, see if anything out there is uh, is available. It it hasn't changed it at all, at all. Like people are still like, come on, people get your priorities in line so I can get stuff at a decent price. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> that is my plea. Please do that. I got oh another Weird goodness. Al story, sort of. Oh, it's like I bought an accordion like a year and a half ago. Yes, uh, or two years or whatever. Uh, and it, it can't. It no way. It's been two years. I don't right. Know. I'm still with that other lady. Anyway, I bought this accordion from a guy who was kind of up by Clear Lake area. Yeah, and uh, Garner, Iowa, and. Uh, and I'm like, cool. Um, don't know if I have time for it, but it's kind of cool to have an accordion and in case you get bored, whatever. I'm getting hot. I'm going to unzip this. Ooh, there's no, there's no way the mic's not picking this up. Hot mic. So uh, he said, uh, yeah, oh. no, uh, I played for, you know, this is, used to be my grandma's. It was mine. Uh, but I got a friend of mine that has an accordion shop in Des Moines. And uh, so he actually got a call from Weird Al when he was performing whatever time he came to Des Moines. And he was like, yeah, no, we were going through practice and I have a key on my accordion that needs fixed so I can play tonight. Mm-hmm. Any way you can help me out. And he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. So he's like calling up his other buddies. Like, guess who fucking called me? Weird fucking Al did, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so uh, he came in and... He was like, thank you so much. Like, yeah, no, we'll get it fixed, or, you know, and we'll work on it and whatever. And uh, thank you so much. And like, I, you know, uh, I'd be willing to sign anything you got or whatever. And That's so, so cool. Uh, I think he was pushing the limit, but I don't think Weird Al really cared. So he was like, you know, the guy who owned the shop was like pulling accordion after accordion off of the shelves. And he signed like three, four, five accordions That's so just cool. to like up the price a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I'm just like, well, it's signed by Weird Al if you want that accordion. But I, there's no other shop that suits that story yeah. as perfectly as an accordion. You know, if Weird Al was to go into you know, a record shop or something like that. Like, that's cool because he could sign his records. But for him to go in, like, the the the, the modern day king of the accordion yeah. in oh. an accordion shop. Oh, my God. It's perfect. And it's he's perfect. like, sure, everything turns to gold and just signs away. Like, what the That's fuck? so cool. So that was just kind of a fun. Do you have a favorite album? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I did. There's so many good ones. Uh, I'd have to go back to maybe when I was kind of grow I, I loved uh bad hair day running with scissors those uh, were perfect for timing for you growing yeah. up i think I'm just like most likely all the fun oh that's funny or that one's still on the radio and that one's really funny because yeah back in that day he when he made fun of songs that were actually still on the radio not just one or two yeah it was just like oh shit yeah no i know that song i just and i don't know if it happened much with others because I didn't pay attention as much back then. I just listened to whatever it was that I was listening to. But when Linwood came out and the radio started playing white and nerdy. Yeah, that was like on mainstream radio. It was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like (laughs) how is this? (laughs) This parody guy. I I loved it. It it was it was like everybody you know, he was, uh, I, I don't know how to say it, but like a part of, you pop know, culture, mainstream pop culture yeah. in a way that I hadn't heard before. And it was just that at, at a certain point, because I would have been in Iowa City at the time, I remember driving around and you would, there was a point of time where white and nerdy was so big you would hear that more on the radio than the original song right and dirty yeah it, it, it was, it just was like, so cool what yeah. yeah um 
<clears throat> it was just kind of neat. Uh, where are we on uh, discography? Uh, I guess maybe at that time he picked the right song that was pop, which he does. Yeah, you know, and you know, and he always asks permission and stuff. But uh, it, I don't know. I, I think that kind of blew him up a little bit further. Yeah, and even White Nerdy had like you know expanded his fan base. Yeah, I'm curious what it would be like if you had only heard. Let's say if it was Linwood and you just knew that song and then you would go to a Weird Al concert for the first time and experience all of these other parodies and originals for the first time. It would be such a unique experience just to be like, first of all, to kind of. Uh, people watch yeah, no <laughs> one kidding. of the concerts and and see I there's such a wide variety of uh, fan base. Yes. And as you had said before, like, um, I don't know, I, I guess maybe it's an age thing or like the first time you see Weird Al. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe my age would have been like early middle school. Yeah. You're kind of laughing and kind of enjoying the ride. Mm-hmm. You go when you're older, you know, in your thirties. And like you said, uh, in other conversations, not recorded, uh, it's more like religion where people are singing along, but they're not laughing. They're just enjoying it. It's just, a, it's like a part of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just like, it's a, yeah. I, I remember this conversation that you're, that you're talking about that like, the songs themselves and the lyrics are inherently funny. But if you've been hearing this song, let's say, for example, from you've known this song since like 1990, it like, yes, it is funny to somebody hearing it for the first time or the lyrics, but you don't really experience that as much anymore as it's just like a part of you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, that you're and you're you're at the show being able to sing along to a song that potentially got you through something or, and it doesn't even necessarily need to be weird Al, but, but a lot of his songs are, especially for me like that, because for the time in my life where I didn't really have a lot and I had music and his music was a big part of that, you get this feeling of, uh, of enjoyment and joy, I guess, that you can't really get anywhere else mm-hmm. than 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 you know singing along to this song as silly as it as it the message of the song may be or whatever, but you get to do that with the um, with the person that wrote it and met so much to yeah, you. You're in the same room and you're like, oh wow, and connecting with all of these other people around you on a level that couldn't really happen outside of that and i know that that happens at a lot of a lot of concerts but for for al's music in particular there's a lot of those Mm -hmm. like that like for me Um, i mean when you sing along to a song about santa claus murdering reindeer and (laughs) And you, <laughs> you, you know, and, and but but not only is the is the song ridiculous, but you also get this strange feeling of joy like, <laughs> by yeah. singing it, singing along with I think it. That's pretty funny. And uh, yeah, that's incredibly cool. Yeah, What'd I, you find over there? Well, I found the discography, but it reminded me a little bit too of uh, songs he doesn't do um, yeah. that were still popular. Um, all about the Pentiums. He yeah. did in like 99, 2000. But in, he did that for a few years yeah. in concert. But in interviews, he's like, it just, it's all about um, the Pentiums. It is. And it's about <laughs> technology at that time. Right. You know, I installed a 2 1 line <laughs> in my house. And yeah. it's like, well, now we have wireless TV, wireless everything. And, his you know? and so automatically that song is dated. As, as clever as that song right. is, he can't really perform it. And then I don't know the reason why, but he, also does not seem to perform uh that Eminem song with the yeah. you know A and E in lifetime yo it's like well that one is and also kind of dated yeah it it spoke to it spoke to the the time and all of the stuff that was on 
TV. But then. now if he pulls it out, it's kind of funny because you, oh, I remember that show. Yeah. Well, and I think that he probably, I mean, I don't want to speak for the guy, yeah. but I, I bet that he would at some point because, again, like I was discussing with the songs, you know, if you're a fan, you just know it. Yeah. And it, and it becomes kind of more of a more of a deep cut, mm-hmm. even though it is uh, is still a parody. But uh, but yeah, I he definitely has songs that are more for the time. I mean, think about all the all the polka songs. Yeah, like Hot Rocks Polka. You know, They're it's all, it's the, all uh, Rolling Stones top forty songs. Sort of. Yeah, and uh, that th- this one in particular is all Rolling Stone songs. So it's like, under what circumstance would that be one to bust out? In a concert when mm-hmm. you can only fit in, so let's say, maybe 20 songs. I have no idea how many songs are in a concert. He gets through them pretty quick. Yeah. So I found his discography, and he comes out with, like, uh, the years are kind of interesting. 83 was his first one. Yeah. And then it was 84. So another year in 3D. And then uh, 85 was Dare to be Stupid. So one year, one year. 86, Polka Party the next year. Then there's a little bit of a gap. 88, even worse. Michael Jackson, bad and all that stuff. Yeah, I love that album. 89 was UHF, motion picture soundtrack. Um, 92, so there's a little bit of a gap off the deep end. Um, And then 93, so another year. And then three years later, Bad Hair Day, 96. Um, Bad Hair Day was the the first time, because I was in, and I'll let you finish, uh, but Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. Uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2009. Uh, Bad Hair Day was the first time that I started finding out about people that I didn't know were Weird Al fans. Uh, because there was people that I was going to school with. Like I said, I was in jun- I was in junior high, and there were because that got so much attention. Um, with Amish Paradise. Yeah. And I mean, still now that's like a huge song, especially karaoke and, and things like mm-hmm. that. I, like, the, were you there the one night that I that I busted out the Amish Paradise after somebody had done Gangster's you told Paradise? Me about like it. immediately I'm after. Like, Here we go. <laughs> and now we're going to do the real one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So but that that album in particular is when I remember like. Oh, I had no idea that you listen to Weird Al. I, I I had no idea that you over here listen to Weird Al. That it was that's when it started, going. kind of going going up. Yeah. So after Bad Hair Day, keep going. Yeah. Or maybe you didn't listen to them, but you start. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Know, you know. Uh, so we're talking ninety six was Bad Hair Day. Uh, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Three years later is Running with Scissors in ninety nine, and then uh, Poodle Hat comes out. 2003. Oh, Poodle Hat. Genius in France. 2006 was Straight Outta Linwood. Okay. So another three years. And then from Straight Outta Linwood to Apocalypse was 2006 to 2011. That's mm-hmm. the biggest gap he's had to come out with uh, come out with like a big uh, gap. Like yeah. So... I don't know. I just find that interesting that he just, yeah, I guess he's at that point. You can kind of take his time. But he was touring like crazy like he's been touring so much yeah over the last two decades yeah it's it's crazy mm-hmm. how much um, um so then we got yeah i remember what's that oh yeah alpocalypse is 2011 and then the last one of course mandatory fun uh 2014 yeah so another three years so it's about every three years but that big gap that was like six years of like mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. not that he wasn't doing anything. stuff going on man yeah don't judge it's him. pretty impressive yeah i remember uh in high school we had a literature class i can't remember what it was called i didn't pay attention (laughs) but there was a project where you had to take (laughs) take a song and type out all the lyrics and uh dissect uh, kind of or analyze what that song was about and so i took the (laughs) The, the easiest way out, and I picked a saga begins, and 
Well, long, long <laughs> this time. This teacher ago. didn't like me very much. Uh, I was not um, what you would call, and I'm using air quotes here, a good student. Nah, you're very non-traditional. Um, but, but I made it out all right. You're an I'm alternative fine. student. Alternative. <laughs> an alternative student. Yeah, it's alternative. <laughs> but fortunately, I didn't have to go to alternative school. No. Um, what's going on over there, Hollywood? Uh, nothing. Absolutely not. Yeah, I bet. Boo. I hear that ringer. I Uh, did that same thing. Did you? For sociology, uh, where everyone pick a song and we're going to, you know, we're all going to listen to each other's songs. Yeah. You know, if it's too repetitive, like kind of cut it short, whatever. But uh, come up with what you think that song's about or what you want people to take from it. Yeah. And this was big because I was into Celebrity Apprentice that I picked the OJ's song of money, 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 money <laughs> and cranked that shit. And people heard about it and like, yeah, I heard you played the apprentice song. Like, yeah, it's a great song. Like I know Trump put his name on it, but Oh, the apprentice. Even in the seventies, the OJ's were doing just fine. <laughs> Without them. Oh no. What? Uh but I I remember going through the lyrics and um, my teacher just had like this confused look on his face and and he like something wasn't adding up. And he was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's a parody of American Pie. And then he read through the lyrics and he was like, oh, I get it now. There you go. <laughs> so obviously he hadn't heard it. He wasn't as hip as I was. Star Wars, so yo. there's that. Well, I think that this basically turned into a Weird Al episode, which I'm perfectly fine with. That's fine. We, we didn't, touched we, on a lot of pop culture. Yeah, we didn't even really scratch the, the surface when it mm. comes to Weird Al stuff. No. Oh, uh, did you tell me your favorite album? I want to uh, get that out of you. Sh- Man, I don't even know what my f- maybe Bad Hair Day was like my first one. Bad Hair Day. It had Amish Paradise on it, and then it had I like loved um, since you've been gone since on been on gone. bad on Bad Hair Day. Um, and I, I mean, I loved all of it, but I just remember playing that CD in my Sony boombox in my room and singing along with it, and because um, that was probably. Around the time, this is too much information, but when my when my voice changed, so I could start singing lower, yeah, and that was really fun for me to sing along with because mm-hmm. I could kind of hit all of it uh, and and uh, have some fun with it. Yeah, you jump into any Weird Al album, you mm-hmm. know. So growing up, it was probably uh, Bad Hair Day or whatever. Uh, I think my brother even later on he bought the earlier stuff that we weren't. You know, we were just a little too young for, but we still got, you know, because they made fun of Nirvana. Of course, we're just a smidge behind grunge, you know, um, age wise. But like you grab any Weird Al album and you get you get it like there's a template to every Weird Al album. You got your top song. That's like he's clearly making fun of this song because it's the most popular song at this time. And then you go down where there's might might be some that are like legit originals. And those would be the deep cuts that he comes out. Then you get the polka track kind of towards the end. Mm -hmm. And then there might be one more song. But like that's the template of every other album. Like, okay, what's the top? Okay, this song and that song. and Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then you get your polka track and you're good to go. But it's kind of fun to see that's kind of the same punch out every single album almost. (laughs) Uh, uh, Other than his first one, which is like wall-to-wall polka. But... uh, yeah, he kind of caught on to something. There's so many, so many songs that I love that um, I guess would be considered deep cuts, like uh, cable TV. Syndication. Uh, uh, oh, Syndicated Incorporated. Uh, oh, such a good song. Leper Colony. Um, party at the Leprechaun. Let's see. This is the life. Oh, I used to love that one. This is the. He had a really high voice on that one. <laughs> this is the life. Yeah, I uh, syndicated incorporated. I almost oh, I forgot about that one. Syndicated. <laughs> there was I. I don't know that I ever knew really the original song. Yeah, there's some that and and I learned from him and then went backwards. Well, and I think the first time I heard the original song was running karaoke in the last couple years because there was this dude that that came in and and sang it and i was like 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> it kind of blew my mind. I just didn't dive in hard enough to the albums to, or, you know, reading the credits in the, like the cassette insert or something like that, that I didn't realize that that one wasn't one of his. Hmm. I thought that it, I thought that it was. Like shit. That's yeah. funny. You're like what? Okay. Oh man. Yeah. I, we could, uh, I guess I didn't answer my, my answer for album. What would it be? What would it be? Um, Bad Hair Day would be up there. Uh, Bad Hair Day would be way up there. Um, Running with Scissors. See, now we're getting into the territory where I can remember like being in certain places and playing it in my car and listening to it while I was driving and having those memories kick in like that. Um Linwood was uh Linwood was a lot of fun. As far as gosh, favorite album, what would it be? I it might have to it might have to be Bad Hair Day. That might be it. Uh Yeah. Either that I I've got a I've got a lot of love for even worse mm-hmm. as well. Um and I know it didn't get as much love, but I still I still really enjoy going back and listening to Polka Party. Yeah. And and the the earlier albums. Um but yeah, for where I was age wise and and in life, I, I remember Bad Hair Day being being a big deal to me, which was which was cool. So yeah, I think that's gonna be my final answer. There but you go. Honestly. Tomorrow it could be a different one. Ah, okay. But I've had so much fun collecting all the old uh, vinyl, yeah, that, uh, of the old albums. And now I I had some of the cassettes, but now I uh, again I'm gonna go onto eBay tonight since we've been talking about it and looking up some of the other mm-hmm. cassettes. And he I don't mind smart. buying double albums as long as I can have it both on vinyl and cassette. Yeah. I like that. He was pretty smart about it. Like obviously he has uh, a vinyl. And then, you know, kind of shifted over to more CDs. Yeah. And then a couple of them actually had DVDs accompanying with the CD album. And uh, then there wasn't much for a little while. And then all of a sudden, vinyl started kind of coming back. Mm -hmm. And they offered, like, Alpocalypse on vinyl. I wish I would have gotten that accordion set. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It was just too much. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I need more money. I don't Uh, have any money. Well, now they're all sold out. I think they're all gone. Boo. But we got to see it because that... That vinyl accordion set, though, that was expensive. Yeah. One guy brought that that to the meet and greet. And so we kind of... And he's like, could you sign this one? Could you sign this one? That one. one. (laughs) Don't do that. Anybody out there, don't do that. No. One thing. One thing. Get it signed. Yeah. I think I have... I have... What? Four signatures from different shows. Nice. I got the Something two. like that. The bus one was like a folded up ticket. It's, it was like, you know, the printout of your ticket and I had nothing and we waited out by the bus. I'm like, ah, uh, here, can you yeah. go? Sure. And you, so that's sitting somewhere. Uh, and then the other one was the uh, vinyl. And then my brother went out and tried to find an actual glow in the dark snorkel. <laughs> But he just found a really bright green snorkel, and he's like, "Hey, here you go, Al." And All you like, got to do is paint it, man. Yeah, there you go. find oh, the glow in the dark paint. Yeah, and Easy then uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely," and he like did not blink an eye. He knows his fans, and just like, "Oh yeah, there <laughs> he knows we're a bunch of fucking weirdos." <laughs> yeah, and we were like second row, and he comes out. That was the fun part about that concert was that everyone was like waiting for him to like. He hasn't sang Albuquerque yet this whole tour. We're waiting for him to come out and do Albuquerque. Yeah, and he comes out, greets the. And it had the yeah. you know same beginning theme when he walks on, and then it yep. goes way back when when I was a little bit of it's like ah oh, it's fucking Albuquerque it's the first song it's the first song so I'm like tapping my brother and get your fucking snorkel and he well, holds it up and my lucky lucky autograph glow in the dark snorkel woo it's like. Oh my god. That was a pretty pretty epic moment. Yeah. I I remember talking about that. <laughs> it's before. the first fucking song. <laughs> the first song. He didn't even pepper it in to make it like, oh, I'll just wait a little bit. No. Nope. Uh, I don't think he would ever listen to this, but if he does, Al, you're the man, man. Yes. Keep it up. I know. My goodness. Keep it up. So All right. Cool. 
I we talked a lot. We did. We'll uh, we'll be back soon, guys. Uh, things have been looking up for this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Our little opposite of important That's experiment right. here. It's been cool. We've been uh, getting a lot of uh, not a new li- uh, a lot of new listens. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of new listens, and we appreciate it, everybody. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, keep tuning in if you don't mind hearing a, a couple of nerds talk about some some nerdy stuff. And yeah. uh, you know, we're gonna try to keep it relatively corona free. Uh, for you guys, if uh, you know, we can have yeah. some uh, some episodes out there where we talk about the stuff that's going on because everybody can clearly relate. But uh, we're also gonna try to keep it keep it a little light because that's what we need, that's right. man. You know, keep it crispy. Keep that's somebody else's. I know thing. you can't do that. That's Pete Holmes. <laughs> All nah. right, later, Gators. Nah, bye. <laughs> keep it you can't do I that. I don't know this song so at all. It's like a smooth boop boop. So crispy. So crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pete Holmes. <laughs> hey guys, we got sued by Pete Holmes. How exciting. <laughs> I have his autograph now. On oh, crap. Wow.